0: Chapter 48, Last Stop Um, Baby whispered as the door slammed shut behind us. This ain't what I was thinking of when I said we needed to escape. I couldn't answer, though I happened to agree. The inside of a school bus stretched out in front of us. About time you showed up, Nimrod, someone said from the rear. A thin boy wearing a Malcolm X t-shirt and sporting a DIY haircut. "'sat up from where he'd once been sprawled "'by a gaping hole on the side of the bus. "'You still slower than the next payday?' "'You know this guy?' "'Gumbaby asked.' "'I opened and closed my mouth several times, speechless. "'How?' "'My wrist tingled, and I lifted the Adinkra bracelet "'and stared at the silver bead. "'Commune with the spirits,' the diviner had said. "'I took a deep breath, then cleared my throat.' He is, was, my best friend. Eddie still looked like Eddie, short and skinny. He even felt real. He held out his fist as I walked closer, gripping the very real green seat backs. And after a few seconds, I dapped him up, staring at him when our knuckles connected. Is Cotton gone? He asked. Yeah, I said. Yeah, he's gone. For now. Try to contain your excitement, my guy. Eddie pushed his glasses up on his nose. I heard the racket from in here. Sounded like y'all put the hurt on him. The heroes in your comics would be proud. Gumbaby peeked over my shoulder. Gumbaby did the hurting, ghost nerd. Respect the sap or get clapped. I rolled my eyes, but Eddie snorted. I could see the seat through him, and it weirded me out. This wasn't a dream or a vision or even a story I'd been sucked into. My best friend was sitting right there, grinning at me, but he was dead. Feels weird, huh? Yeah, I sat down on the seat across from him, still slightly shocked. Yeah, I guess it does. Dang straight. Mist rolled around our ankles, filled the front rows and obscured the windows, If I didn't look around, if I kept my eyes locked on Eddie, I could imagine I was back in Chicago, but I wasn't. Where are we? I asked. Eddie leaned back against the beat-up seat and traced a name that had been scribbled on the vinyl and black marker. Finally, he sighed and took off his glasses, cleaning them on his shirt. Funny that he even needed them anymore. We're still inside. Inside? Inside the Maffa. He slipped his glasses back on and bounced his fists on his knees while tapping his feet. That was Eddie. Unless he was reading, he just couldn't sit still. Cotton, ever since he's arrived, he's been feeding your stories to this ship. Can you believe that? He was using your stories and Nana's stories as a way to track you. Every time you did your Anansi thing, he listened in and then sent those chain monsters after you. I sank back into the seat, feeling sick to my stomach. "'Ayana had been right. They'd been following me. "'I'd led the Iron Monsters to Midpass, to the Golden Crescent, to Isanlongu. "'Everyone suffered because—' "'Oh, quit moping!' Eddie broke in. He shook his head. "'None of this is your fault. The Maff and the Monsters were already here. "'Cotton was the one who stirred them up, not you. "'Well, punching the Bottle Tree was pretty bad, and I guess that did let him loose, "'so if I'm being technical, it is all your fault.' "'Geez, thanks,' I muttered, and he grinned for a second before sighing and biting his nails. "'What?' I asked. "'What, what?' "'You only bite your nails when you're nervous.' Eddie looked at his nails. "'Even dead, I can't stop doing that.' "'So what's up?' He didn't say anything for a few moments, then he sighed. "'This is it, Tristan,' I frowned. "'What do you mean?' "'I mean, this is it. After you leave?' Show's over. No more... no more talking. The implications of what he was saying slowly dawned on me, and it was like someone had pulled my heart out. Again. But... but... Eddie shook his head. I'm only here because Cotton kept me here and you needed help. Now that you've separated him from the mafia, I'm taking this bus to the end of the route. I hugged his journal to my chest and he grinned. "'Cheer up, man. You're a hero. Celebrate. "'People are going to want you to come and tell stories. "'While you're at it, put my stories in a few more years out there. "'Make me famous, Anansasem. "'I want to be the next person to become a legend after they die. "'I'll be like Tupac and Socrates. "'Tupacrates!' "'He clapped and erupted in his wheezing, nasally laugh, "'the one that was super contagious. "'Sure enough, I started chuckling, too, as he kept laughing.' Even Gumbaby snickered in my ear. Gumbaby likes him. Ask him about precautionary measures. I rolled my eyes. Eddie stopped laughing and sighed. He checked his watch, then pushed his glasses up again. All right, bro. It's time to go. You? No, you. This is your stop. I tried to look outside the window, but couldn't see anything beyond the mist. Eddie pointed toward the front door of the bus. Gotta go that way. And hey, as you're leaving, check on all those folk the Maffa had stuffed in the decks and cargo hold. They're going to need some help getting to shore. I stood and grabbed the top of the seat, trying to figure out how to say what I wanted to say. Eddie, being Eddie, he just went ahead and said it. I'll miss you too, he grinned. Maybe I'll come back and haunt your D20s. Those dice are too unlucky for you. He held out a fist again, and with a small smile of my own, I bumped it. With Gum Baby on my shoulders, I walked backward toward the front of the bus, keeping him in sight. I fixed that image of him in my mind. The smiling, glasses-wearing knucklehead, who'd always had my back no matter what. That's the Eddie I chose to remember. Oh, hey, Tristan? I almost forgot. Eddie's call stopped me in mid-sentimental thought what's up he grinned wider and more conspiratorial and my eyes went big no don't say it i warned impossibly the grin grew even wider eddie look in the next room you're talking to the wrong one he shouted and then he and his cackles were swallowed by the mist i sighed and faced front i felt gum twist around to look back "'And Gum Baby thought you were weird. "'No wonder y'all were friends.' "'Yeah,' I said, stepping out of the bus. "'No wonder.' "'We found ourselves in a different compartment "'where the water came up to my ankles "'and I had to crouch to avoid bumping my head on the upper deck. "'The windowless space we had entered "'was about the size of the cafeteria at my school, "'but it wasn't made for tall people. "'Either that or no one ever stood upright in here.' The bulkhead and decks were all made of rough, dark planks. Fragments of wooden crates and barrels lay in piles in different corners, along with rusted metal chains. Where are we? Gumbaby asked. Maybe a cargo hold? Still on the Maffa, at least. We were whispering. I don't know why, but I didn't want to draw any more attention to us than I had to. The area felt tainted like at any second a hundred haints just as evil as cotton would arise out of the wood and yank our souls to somewhere painful a dark lump lay on a platform sticking out of the far wall beside it was a door banded in iron and bolted shut Gumbaby pointed at the lump what's that Gumbaby? don't like it what is it something touched my leg and i leaped up in fright hitting my head on the ceiling ow watch it Gum baby shouted, slipping down to sit on top of the backpack. You trying to kill Gumbaby? baby? Sorry. I held my hand over my heart. Water sloshed my ankles, and I kicked off something slimy. Looks like the ship is flooding. We'll get moving. Gumbaby baby ain't liking this place too much. Me either. I think I know what kind of cargo was held here. Oh yeah? What? People. But instead of heading to the door, I angled toward the dark shape. No, fool, don't go toward the mysterious and possibly deadly trap. Head away, to the door. Oh, for the love of... Eddie said we'd find something here. I muttered as the hairs along the back of my neck began to rise. It'll only take a second. Well, it's starting to get mighty wet, and Gumbaby took a bath last month. So don't take forever. I stopped a few feet away from the dark shape. Gumbaby peeked over my shoulder. What is it? Another ghost friend? No, I said grimly, as a light switch flipped on in my head. I had an answer, but it brought more questions along with it. You're going to have to get back in the box, though. I need to carry him over my shoulders. Gumbaby looked at me in confusion. Carry who? I shook my head, too angry to talk. It was time for one last confrontation.